11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Live from the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, it's The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Presented by Prop Swap. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three pointer. Let's go! It's a Wednesday. We out here. Yeah, I said out here. Live in the Prop Swap Studios, this is The Fix. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Get your coffee ready. Get your popcorn ready. It's going to get weird. Not going to lie to you. It's going to get weird. Two Dragons. Name the movie. Busy show for you. Busy, busy show. Does any host ever start off their show not saying it's a busy show? I got to get off that cliche. Someone help me. Work with me to stop starting off all of my shows. I have a busy show for you lined up. What host ever comes out says, I have a really slow and boring show planned out for you here tonight. (laughs) Anyway, we got MLB postseason baseball. And I, listen, I'm up front with you guys. I'm not the, I'm not the biggest baseball guy in the world, but you give me something to bet. I'm intrigued. See, see, very intrigued. Dude, baseball has become a home run derby, and a strikeout derby, like all in one. That's what it's become for me. So, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry that I don't love baseball. I'm back on the train right now. Okay, MLB postseason. Playing in front of no fans doesn't help their case. I got to find out their TV ratings because I've been pulling a lot of NFL and NBA TV ratings. The NBA Finals had just over 4 million viewers last game. Uh, And then the game before that, when it was going up against the Eagles and the 49ers, uh, the football game had over 11 million people watching that. And the NBA Finals had about 4 million watching that. So... Um, Not great for the NBA. I can't imagine the MLB being anywhere close to the NBA, but maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Dylan Davis is helping me produce tonight's show as well. He's not in studio, but he's at home sending me some info and keeping me, uh, trying to keep me on track. That is not an easy job for him to do. So, A lot to get into. We still have more Eagles talk. John McMullen at 1030. He's our NFL Eagles insider. You can follow him on Twitter at JF McMullen, uh, phillyvoice.com, Sports Illustrated. He joins me every single night right here at 1030 to talk Eagles. And it's a victory week, baby. Pack your bags. We're going to the Super Bowl, Birds fans, right? Wrong. (laughs) Um, But speaking of the division that they're in, it's a joke. It is a mess. And... The Dallas Cowboys are massive double-digit favorites going into the weekend against the New York Giants, but I'm going to tell you who I like in that game. Hint, 
I am not going to lay the points with the Dallas Cowboys, and I'll tell you why I am not laying the points with the Dallas Cowboys a little bit later in the show. Lakers take a commanding 3-1 lead. LeBron is just being LeBron, and we still have more to get into there. Can the Lakers close out Game 5 against the Miami Heat? Bam Adebayo was back, still wasn't enough. Um, the Heat did cover, though. I said take the Heat plus 7.5. I said take the under in the game. Both of those things cashed. So I hope you're listening to me right here on The Fix, live in the Prop Swap Studios. And we're talking about commanding leads. How about the Tampa Bay Rays, baby? The Tampa Bay Rays have just opened it up here, and they lead 8-2. to 8-2 to against the Bronx Bombers. That series is tied 1-1. This is game three, so this is a big... Um, you know, momentum swinging type of game here for this series. Let's see if the Yankees, because the bats can come alive, right? If you can hit the ball out of the park in baseball, I know this sounds stupid, but just bear with me here. You're going to, you're going to be all right. And I got to find this stat. Um, But it's something it's, it's basically like if you out Homer, your opponent, you're 18 and 0 right now in the MLB postseason. And, and that's all it is. I mean, you talk about the shift and the, the angles, the hitting angles, and blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, it's crazy. So the Yankees have a lot of power, and they can score runs in a hurry, 8-2 to two, as we're in the eighth inning. That might be a little too late, but I will keep you updated uh, in that game. And the other game, obviously, to keep an eye on tonight in baseball is the Padres and the Dodgers. And the Dodgers, heavy favorites for Game 2. They're the heavy favorites to win the series. They're the heavy favorite to win every series that's coming up here in the near future. So can the Dodgers um, continue to win as they win Game 1-5-1? Or can the Padres, that exciting young Padres lineup, can they figure out a way to make this a series? Right now it's 3-1 Dodgers. Top of the fourth. Padres batting. They got a man on first. They got a duck on the pond. One duck. Only one duck. Can they get more ducks? We'll find out. So we're going to have a lot of fun tonight, man. And it's a busy show, like I said. A busy show for you. So uh, phone lines are open. 609-601-3290. 609-601-3290. And just to give you some live, updated, in-game odds... All right, the Padres right now are plus 200 on the money line, while the Dodgers are minus 200. The Padres, to open the game, were plus 180. That has moved up to plus 200. You look at what the public did for this game, at least on the money line, 65% of the public took the Dodgers, and that's the trend. That trend's really not going to change here anytime soon, regardless of what the Padres even do tonight you look at the total that was set at eight and a half and about 60 percent of the public said under and right now that is true it's only three one but uh, a lot of baseball to be played a couple swings of the bat and that can change real quick you look at the run line and obviously the dodgers are that one and a half run line favorite and 86 percent of the betting public took the dodgers not a surprise Certainly not a surprise, but that's just a big number. And can the Padres um, make a lot of those betters unhappy tonight? We shall see. Busy show. I am live. Uh, am live on Instagram. I'm reading the comments. I got distracted. I am live, so follow me on uh, Instagram 
underscore Ryan underscore Rothstein. Are you with me? Are you following? Underscore Ryan underscore Rothstein. I will be live throughout the night there. I'll also be live throughout the night on Twitter at Wise Rye, W-I-S-E-R-Y-E. I'm going to give you my midweek locks. Arizona. Can they cover that big spread against the New York Jets? Adam Gase, crazy eyes. Is he a goner? The Carolina Panthers and Atlanta. Can the Atlanta Falcons finally get a win? Probably not. Jacksonville and Houston. Those are some games I'll be talking about here in the first hour. John McMullen still to come at 1030. Much more here live in the Prop Swap Studios. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Phone lines are open, 609-601-3290. We're taking a quick break. Much more to come. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bats. The second level. German lower league side SG Ripdorf Molzen 2 suffered a 37 to nothing defeat on Sunday after only fielding seven players in a bid to maintain social distancing against their opponents as they feared contracting the coronavirus. So I I don't know here. I mean, what about the seven guys who were thrown out there, right? Is that just by lotto? How do you determine that? They threw seven guys out there on the pitch, and they got pounded into the ground 37 to nothing. The Clippers didn't even lose that bad. Why wouldn't you just not play the match? Wouldn't that be the best thing to do? If you're going to take the L, you know you're not going to win with only seven guys out there anyway. So what, what statement are you making here? The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. On AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Delval Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now. And they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to. And they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let Dell Val Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap Studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. Ah, that's right. Here I am. Welcome back to The Fix, everyone, live in the Prop Swap Studios. How's your week going? How you doing? Lots to get into tonight. We have MLB postseason midweek. 
Have you been betting the MLB postseason? How have you been doing? I've been dabbling, um, but doesn't mean I'm not going to hesitate to give you full breakdowns and insight. I've been doing pretty well lately with my picks, uh, and I'll tell you when I'm when I'm not. Uh, the NFL was nine and seven this week against the spread. Uh, as far as the NBA, the NBA has been my bread and butter, man. I've been giving you these picks, and I've been pretty much on the money. I gave you the Heat plus seven and a half last night. I gave you the Heat and Lakers under. Both of those cashed. So we have another game five to preview Lakers Heat, and will that be the last preview of the NBA season? It's a strong chance. <laughs> But I still am sticking to my guns. I still feel like the Heat are going to figure out a way to extend this series and take it to at least six. We'll find out. We have a lot of interesting matchups and storylines in the NFL Week 5. Haskins benched. And let's get into that for a second. Still to come, I want to talk about the Thursday night football game in Tampa Bay. They have a ton of injuries. Still want to talk about the Titans. Now they're in jeopardy again to potentially not be playing again. Uh, so I still have more of that to get into in just a few minutes. But Haskins is benched. And I, I don't really I, I don't really understand why. Um, he, he, it's not like he's playing awful. That Washington football team, I'm just going to call him the football team. I'm not even going to call him Washington. That football team that plays football, they're a joke. Okay, they're not any good. Okay, and, and what the heck is Kyle Allen going to do? You got this guy in Haskins. You have this rookie. I mean, listen, I, I understand some of the thinking behind it is he just doesn't, he doesn't know the playbook. But he's a victim of the perfect storm. And I saw something that Torrey Smith actually, um, and I have my my guy Chip commenting that they beat the Eagles. The Eagles are a joke too. Um, don't don't get that twisted. The Eagles stink. Um, everyone that list, listens to this show knows how I feel about the Eagles, but they can still win the division. That's how bad the division is. And Haskins is the victim of a perfect storm. You have a new regime that didn't draft you. All right, so you have Ron Rivera in there, and he he might secretly low key. Not like Haskins. He might hate Haskins' face. Obviously, he's going to come out in front of the podium and say, yeah, he's a good kid. He works hard, uh, blah, 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 blah. All the coach speak, that doesn't mean bleep. But this is not the regime that drafted him, number one. Number two, you have a brand-new offense, which goes hand-in-hand with the new regime. You have a whole entire new offense with no offseason. Number three... The division that I just mentioned. The NFC East is a joke. And if the coach feels like, you know what, Kyle Allen right now, he's not as talented as Haskins, but he understands the offense and he can be more of a game manager. We can simplify the offense a little bit. Like you look at what the San Francisco 49ers and the football team in Washington has nowhere near the talent that the 49ers do. But you look at what um, Mullins and Bethert were able to do on Sunday night. They just get the ball out quick. They get it into the hands of the weapons, and they just try and pick up some yards, milk the clock, control the possession, time of possession. And if you're Ron Rivera, you're saying, okay, I mean, you have the Eagles in first place at 1-2-1. and We beat this team. 
Haskins is all over the place. He doesn't understand the offense. It limits my play calling. So you look at all these factors, no offseason, new coach, new offense. But one of the reasons that Ron Rivera gave, which I just completely disagree with, like his thinking there, is it wasn't more of a re- it wasn't a reason exactly, but he came out and said, um, Kyle Allen understands the offense more. Kyle Allen has been able to pick up the offense. He's been with me before. So my question is, and I've heard some other experts say the same thing, so why did you not just stick with Kyle Allen from the jump? You basically just pushed Haskins into the ocean full of sharks so he could justify his reason to go to Allen. Because if he went to Allen right from the rip, if he went to Allen before week one and said, Allen is my starter over Dwayne Haskins, it would be a bleep storm. So he says to himself, okay, you know what? I'm going to put Haskins out there because that's the PR move. I can't go any other way. And now he has a reason to justify why he's inserting Kyle Allen into the starting lineup for Sunday's game against the L.A. Rams, and good luck. This is what Rivera said earlier. We're in a situation where if we're still trying to teach one guy and the other 52 aren't given an opportunity to see if we can win, then it's not fair. Rivera said if someone in the, in the division was 4-0 or 3-1, and then maybe it would be different, but there's a chance to win the division, so you have to look at it that way. I don't understand this dude. He's losing so many points with me. So if it was a competitive division and you didn't have a chance, you being the Washington football team, you would just say, ah, screw it. Let the kid go out there and drown. (laughs) Right? But he's saying because the division is so bad and such a joke, I actually want to try and win. I actually want to try and get the division. So Haskins, take a seat, buddy. Come here. Come sit next to me. (laughs) Actually, don't sit next to me. (laughs) You're quarterback number three. You're not even benched. You're double benched. Is that a thing? If it is, if it isn't, I just made it up. So after the Rams game, Washington plays the Giants twice in four weeks. Then they play Dallas. Then they play Detroit. Then they play Cincy. Those teams are combined 3-8-1. and So Rivera, his reasoning says he doesn't believe in Haskins. He just does not believe in the kid. Was it shocking? No, but I think the timing of it was interesting. In Haskins' four games this season, he he ranks last in the NFL in total QBR. Good job. 27th in completion percentage. Great. 26th in yards per pass attempt. Superb. He has the second worst completion percentage over expectation this season. Okay, now we're getting into too many nerd stats. Ahead of only the Denver Broncos' Jeff Driscoll. Oh, good old Jeffy Driscoll. Rivera went on to say, the kid has an NFL arm, but right now there's a chance to win. <laughs> he just It does not make sense, his reasoning. Some may not agree with me, that's fine, but for me and this team, I'm taking my shot. I'm here to win, and right now we have an opportunity to find out if we can win. Just shocking stuff, man. I really don't, I, I don't understand it. And maybe I'll get a couple minutes with John McMullen to ask him about this weird situation because I just... 
I don't know how that's going to sit well. Listen, it's fine, and I'm not saying I completely disagree with it, but you have this young kid now who's trying to figure out life in the NFL as a starting quarterback and benching him, and with the reasons to the media being we have a chance to win now. It's almost like I really only started him because I thought we would stink, and I thought the division would be a little bit better, so there'd be no pressure on me or him. But now we have a chance to win, so I got to I got to put him in third string. Not a good look, man. Not a good look. 609-601-3290. We're live in the Prop Swap Studios taking you all the way up to 1 a.m. Eastern time. And some other big notable stories. Tampa Bay, they play tomorrow against the Chicago Bears. The Bears, they have a ton of injuries. Chris Godwin out. Shady McCoy, I mean, what does he do anymore? But he's out. Uh, Watson's out. Mike Evans is questionable. So how does that impact the spread? How does that impact the total? How does that impact your confidence uh, if you're a Bucks better or a Bucks fan going into that Thursday night matchup? Finally, we have a decent game on Thursday night football. So everyone stop your moaning about the bad Thursday night football games. The Titans, they might not play again this week. Really, dude? It's a joke. So here's the latest on the Tennessee Titans before we go to break, and I'll bring back uh, John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, with me. As the NFL heads into week five, you have a fresh round of positive tests for the coronavirus, and that raises more concerns now. And the Titans talked a lot about this last week. They're the first team to get that COVID-19 outbreak. And their positive test, it keeps rising, by the way. I know you think, okay, yeah, that game's postponed. Here we are. Everything's all good now. It's up to 22. Two more players tested positive today. And now the Titans are expected to play the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. That's that's not going to happen. Okay, that's not official. That's just my opinion. Ain't going to happen. The Titans are not going to be playing for two straight weeks now. Mark my words. That's going to come out probably tomorrow. And here's just some more information on it. Contact tracing was initiated as soon as positive tests were received. According to Titans coach Mike Vrabel, players and select team employees wear a proximity recording device that tracks interaction with your teammates. Creepy. Anyone who is in close proximity to a person who tests positive is subjected to multiple tests. They found out people were in too close a proximity with one another, and more positive tests ended up coming out. Of the positive tests, well, let's just backtrack a little bit real quick. September 24th, D-back Greg Mabin. September 26th, Sean, Shane Bowen, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on. September 27th, the Titans play the Vikings in Minnesota. The Titans defeated the Vikings. Um, September 28th, news breaks of Bowen's positive test. That's the D coordinator. Then the 29th, Titans have eight more positive tests. And it's just a snowball effect here. So what is going to be the ripple effect throughout the NFL? And the Eagles are already facing it indirectly. They have to go up against the Steelers, hopefully, fingers crossed now. Nothing's official anymore with everything going on. But the Eagles have to go up against a rested Steelers team who has a bye week. It's amazing. This team essentially broke protocol, right? But they get a bye week. Doesn't make sense. So we have a lot to get through. I still have to get through more of this Titan stuff. And even earlier today, Patriots cornerback uh, Stephon Gilmore, he tested positive. Wide receiver for the Titans, Corey Davis, he tested positive, and he's on the reserve COVID list now. 
And this is not going away, man. And this is not going to be good. You think that the NFL, like, escaped one there last week with just a couple guys on the Titans? Nah. Nah. It's going to be talked about a lot. And it's only going to get worse. Unfortunately. Don't like to be the bearer of bad news. Got to take one more quick break this hour. When we come back, NFL Eagles insider Johnny Mack, John McMullen joins me at 1030, going all the way up to 11. Commercial free, live in the Prop Swap Studios. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, baby. Let's go. Plenty more to get into right here on The Fix in the Prop Swap Studios. Yo, we'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. The smart sports better knows where to find the best odds before placing a bet, and that's why smart bettors use PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap customers always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Become a smarter sports better today. Go to PropSwap.com right now or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, where America buys and sells Sports bets. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates. South Jersey's best. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muellbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to GEICO or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. What would you do with an extra $284,783 in retirement? 
Sure, it sounds too good to be true, but that's how much you can save in taxes during your retirement with your IRA and 401k, thanks to the defensive tax planning strategies from Thrive Financial Services. Of course, everyone's situation is different, but if you have an IRA or 401k, learn how much money you can save with a free IRA and 401k analysis. This free analysis can be done over the phone or video conference. Call to schedule your free analysis now at 215 215- 987-2450. Remember, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Call David and Karen Bazaar and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services to get your free IRA and 401k analysis. Call 215-987-2450. That's 215-987-2450 for Thrive Financial Services. You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the Prop Swap studios of AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Prop Swap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, 1030. Welcome back, everyone. The Fix, live in the Prop Swap studios. How we doing midweek? Some baseball playoff action for you live, and we'll keep you updated later throughout the show with that. But right now, we drop everything and we turn to the most important half hour of the show. It's NFL Eagles football fix time, baby. That's all that matters. And finally, the walk-up music for our man, Johnny Mack. John, what's going on, brother? Hey, Ryan, how are you? Yeah, I hear you talking about baseball. I tried to watch baseball. It's a tough watch these days. I put that on Twitter. I, tough, uh, tough watch. Really is a tough watch. I'm with you. I uh, I don't know. I, I can't get into it. I really can't. Yeah, I, I, mean, I haven't been able to get into it for years, and this pandemic has not made it easier with the no fans and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I agree with that wholeheartedly for everybody i mean i think it's tough to watch the nba in the bubble it's mm-hmm. tough to watch football games with no fans so i mean the no fans thing is is baked in that's bad but that's bad for everybody but you know just the product in general nobody puts the ball in play everything's launch angle everything's home run or bust yep no entertainment value there is no entertainment value and, and you know teams can go like hitless for six or seven straight innings and they can have a man on first with no out and it's like dude bunt <laughs> bunt like bunt <laughs> yeah but bunts are, are outlawed i think you know, you barely steal bases anymore you know lou brock just passed away recently unfortunately i mean that's you know that was one of the greatest base stealers of all time but you know that's going way back but even if you think about ricky henderson somebody like that that's yeah one of the most exciting plays in baseball is basically taken out. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's bad. And I, I, I think, I say this about all sports, and I'll transition this to the NFL as well. I mean, that's the goal. You know, when you talk about these analytics people and whether it's the three-point shot in basketball or, as I said, launch angles, home runs in baseball, uh, or, or, or football and spread offenses and, and tempo and things like that, that's fine. You know, if it's your job as an executive or, or somebody running a, a team or a professional sport, it's your job to try to find the best way to win. So I have no issue with those people. But 
if you're running the leagues, it's your job to make the game entertaining for the fans. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to change rules to stop something, change the rules. <laughs> right. I'm with you. I mean, you and I have had a lot of good conversations um, in the past about NFL and NBA and even baseball at times. And I I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's like, dude, do something. Like Wilt Chamberlain used to stand in the paint for 20 straight minutes. And then they said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't let people do that anymore (laughs) because the product was ridiculous. So baseball. Perfect example. And and another, unfortunately, another Hall of Famer that just recently passed, Bob Gibson was so dominant, that's why they lowered the mound, because yeah. he was too good. Yeah. And, and, and same with Will Chamberlain. They changed a lot of the rules because he was so good, but compared to everyone else, but and, and that's what you should do. You, you're trying to make it more competitive, but more than even competition, you're trying to make it more entertainment, entertaining. And if Bob Gibson's going out and every game's one nothing, well, that's kind of boring. So you want to get some offense back in the game. And they lowered the pitching down, and I think that was the right decision. But it just proves this always happens in every sport. You have these, whether it's a, 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 a generational player, like we just mentioned with a Will Chamberlain or Bob Gibson, or whether it's a generational coach like Bill Belichick. You've seen it in the NFL. Formation tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, he figured out that loophole with the clock in the fourth quarter last season. What do they do? They change it. It changed the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's it seems pretty straightforward, but uh, good discussion there and a lot of good examples from you, John. And um, I guess we should get into football here. And I, I want your thoughts. I basically led the show with this. What are your thoughts on Haskins getting benched? I'm really surprised at not necessarily the move, but how Ron Rivera handled it. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I well, hey, I don't like the move. I, I mean, if you're if you're going to pull the trigger on a young quarterback, I mean, you got to give him more time than that. Uh, so I think you got to rewind all the way back to actually drafting him. And obviously, Ron Rivera wasn't there, so he doesn't maybe isn't tethered to him as much as somebody who who would have been around when he was drafted. So that explains maybe that part of it, but. Then again, you know, then don't let him be the starter to begin with. I mean, if you want to go in a different direction, then, hey, if Alex Smith gets healthy, I mean, he's he's proven himself in this league. I mean, that was such a catastrophic injury. We're going to have to see uh, if he if he gets back up to a position to where he can start, but then wait for Alex Smith to be ready. Uh, I don't think you need to go to the bridge that you know is not very good. It's a rickety bridge. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a bad football team, uh, and, and they tend to make decisions. And even though Ron Rivera isn't a bad football coach and he's new there and he's trying to change things around, it just seems when you get uh, to a bad organization, you start making bad decisions. I, I, I think this is one of them. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Because his his reason, just one more here, and then we'll obviously transition to Eagles. His reasoning was um, – well, the division is really bad. If if there was a team in the <laughs> NFC East that yes. were four and zero, yeah. But still, like how that looks, I agree with him. But you don't say that to the media. He's like, man, if we were out of this thing, then yeah, I'd let Haskins get <laughs> crushed and lose. But we have a chance to win, so he can't stay in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, I get it from his standpoint of look. You you're, you're in the division, <laughs> amazingly. 
you know, you already have a win against the division leaders, the Eagles, which is hilarious. Um, so I, I get it, you know, from a math standpoint, he's a competitive guy. He, he thinks especially if he can get to Alex Smith, uh, and Alex Smith is even close to what he was before the injury. Well, they probably are in the conversation to win this division, to be honest. Um, but again, you got to get to him and you got to see what he is. Uh, but, you know, when I bring that up, I, I, the point is to get to the end game. Okay, let's say you win this division. Great. You're one and out in the playoffs. You got a worse draft choice. So, again, I, I'm not one of those people that advocate losing. I'm not saying they should just you know, tank for Trevor, as everybody is. And, you know, there's a lot of people in sports, and nobody knows it better than Philadelphia because of what the Sixers did for so long. There's there's this whole coalition that now believes in that. And the minute you start to sense a season going off the rails, you have this vocal minority saying, go lose. You know, that's not never going to be Ron Rivera. And that part... I don't have a problem with. I mean, he's not going to go and actively try and lose. If he thinks he can win this thing, he's going to try and win that thing. So that part of it, I don't have a problem with. Yeah, no, neither do I. I mean, the NFL, these guys, they're always on the hot seat, whether it's visible or not. That's They, they need to win no matter what the circumstances are. Uh, another big story, John, that really hasn't gone away, but it's – picked up some steam once again here as it died down for maybe a day or two, the Tennessee Titans. So obviously that's a big story because this COVID-19 and more players continue to test positive. The tentacles, so to speak, of the COVID-19, once it gets into the NFL, it's going to be hard to break off of them. Yeah, I, I, boy, I, 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 you know, I, I wish we could get past this hump, but we're not. I mean, we're just not, and we're certainly not going to get past it uh, until the election is over. And I, boy, I can't wait for that to happen. But um, you know, the reality is, the NFL knew there were going to be positive tests. Positive tests are not necessarily bad, um, especially amongst healthy people. Uh, the vast majority of positive tests around the, the NFL have been largely asymptomatic or very, very slight symptoms. Um, so, I, I mean, the bigger issue, and I've said this whether I'm on your show or Aton's show or a uh, hundred other shows, I, I've been saying this for months, the bigger hurdle is the public relations hurdle because you just have this group of people that is – I don't know, you know, use whatever adjective you want. I, I don't even want to throw it out there. But, I, I mean, they panic. And it's like, oh, my God, oh, a, a 25-year-old guy tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, 99.5%, that's probably higher than that. I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to downplay this virus. If you are older like me, and you're susceptible and you have pre-existing conditions, you, you should be scared and you should be doing everything uh, uh, to try to minimize your risk. But, man, I, I just don't understand this pe- these groups of people that want to shut things down, and they seem to take joy in it. Yeah, That's the part that I don't understand. No, I'm with I, you. I, I mean, you want to say I'm right and spite the football <laughs> rather than see NFL football? I, I don't get that part. Neither do I, but I mean, and I agree with everything you just said. It's just about the 
the game's not being played. Like, that's the only thing I'm really focusing in on. Like, is there a possibility, John, that we could have another handful of games not played now this this weekend? Well, yeah, there is, and that's what we just saw with the Titans, and they're even talk of because they, they violated some of the protocols. There's even talk of forcing them to forfeit a game, which I said competitive balance from the beginning. It's out the window in this season. Uh, so you're just going to have to accept that if you want to move forward. And I think that is the bigger issue. I think it is, and we know the protocols, and everybody knows them, and, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, social distance. Look, you have to do those things. And I guess if people don't do them and the Titans are at least accused of having this workout off the facility to try to keep sharp, uh, I guess you have to do something. I guess they'll penalize them, and, and we'll see how harsh it is. I think that's the bigger issue, and I think that was always going to be the bigger issue. And I mentioned that way back in training camp. Once you get in the regular season, players have more personal time, and that's when you're going to have more issues than in training camp where every day is so structured, and by the end of that day, you're dead tired and you don't want to do anything anyway. Um so I, I thought this was always going to happen. The league thought it was always going to happen. By and large, the number uh, of positive cases are still astronomically low. They're just a lot higher than they were because the numbers were so good to begin with. And then you have one team that has come off the rails a little bit. So can you get past the PR hurdle? That's, that's the bigger question. And that's always the biggest hurdle, especially with <laughs> – everything going on right now as you just so um detailed perfectly there so what about uh how about this guy willie parks remember him <laughs> he he was announced to have that hamstring injury five weeks ago and uh is there any any positives there not COVID positives but any positive signs that he's going to come back soon well there are positive signs i mean uh will is very active on social media and he's he's been indicating that he's kind of chomping at the bit to to get back and uh he was working out on a separate field so he is getting closer uh and doug peterson mentioned today there's different grades of hamstring injuries and obviously his one uh was a bad one uh pretty evident uh because typically you know four- to six-week injury, um, we're, in, we're already sort of past that wheelhouse if you go back to preseason. Uh, so it, it was obviously pretty significant, and, and the Eagles could use him. I, I think, and I wrote about this with Jalen Mills moving back to corner, I think it would be a lot easier if Will Parks was there uh, for the Eagles to keep Jalen Mills at corner, at least till Avante Maddox can come back. So, uh, he, he's, I don't want to overstate it because he's, you know, he wasn't a great player in Denver, but he was a veteran player. Uh, and the Eagles had big plans for him as far as being that third safety and being the big nickel kind of player on their defense. So it's one of those underrated uh, people that have been missing that I think a lot of fans don't think about because they haven't seen him before. This is his first year in Philadelphia uh, with the Eagles, even though he's a Philly native. So um, 
they haven't seen him yet, so it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. But he, he was supposed to be a big part of this defense. Yeah, I remember interviewing him, uh, having a conversation with him, I should say, on a, another station, and he, he just seemed like a great guy, and that's when I really just dug up some film and you know read up on him because he's not a huge name. But I agree, I think he's someone that whenever he does return, he's going to make a big impact uh, on this defense. Just another guy that can play a lot of different spots on the field, and that's, that's a big uh, plus to have right now for the Philadelphia Eagles on either side of the ball. So... The Steelers, that's the matchup this week. And, John, here's my thoughts on the Steelers. I said it before they beat the Houston Texans that I think they're a little bit overrated. They're the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Big Ben. It's Mike Tomlin. So there's a lot of cachet there. But I'm not sold on them completely. And maybe I'm already, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid that the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. But I think this <laughs> well, is a spot I, for them I, to I will win. say <laughs> – no, I, I agree with you. I mean, you look at, you say 3-0, and oh, that's, you know, and you think Pittsburgh Steelers, as you mentioned, say that's a good team. And, well, you know, they beat the Giants, they beat the Texans, they beat the Broncos. So look yeah. at those records. I think 1-11 and 11 are, are their, is their opponent's record to this point. So that takes a little bit of a luster off that 3-0. and oh. Now, Hey, you can only play who's in front of you, and they've taken care of business against bad teams. That's what they're supposed to do, and I think they are a good team. The question is how good. I don't think they're Kansas City. I don't think they're Baltimore, even in their division, but I do think they're a good team, and I think you can look at that last year. I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, but they were down, down darn close. They were in it late in the season, and, you know, Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges, uh, that's good when you can stay in things. Uh, when you have quarterback play that poor. So I think that tells you a lot uh, about the Steelers in general. And I think this is a big test for the Eagles because you go into a situation where you have a banged-up offensive line, Jordan Mailata starting a left tackle again, and it's not Kerry Hyder. We talked all week about Nick Bosa missing from the San Francisco 49ers, how big that was. Well, now you got Bud Dupree and, and, and T.J. Watt as the edge rushers in Pittsburgh, and it's kind of Blitzburg again. I mean, they've been blitzing more than any other team uh, in the NFL early in the season, and now they see Jordan Mailata at left tackle. You're going to see some blitzing. I'll say that. Yeah, and it's it's going to be an interesting matchup to see. And the Eagles are seven-point dogs. I mean, that's that's also a big number, and I think everything that we're mentioning is a factor going into that. So what are the Eagles going to be able to really build off of from the win on Sunday night that we can see uh, hopefully this Sunday in Pittsburgh? Well, you know, I'm writing about this on Philly Voice tomorrow, and I think the identity of their team, and I think for a lot of people this is probably a disappointment. I think, you know, people wanted the identity. If you just think about what the Eagles are, got an offensive-minded head coach you're supposed to have an elite quarterback. He's been anything but at the quarter pole of the season. Plus you had this four-by-100-meter relay team that everybody was talking about the entire offseason. So that's what you wanted the identity of this team to be, but the offense just hasn't been very good. And part of it has to do with the injuries, certainly. 
you know, you talk about those receivers from day one. Marquise Goodwin, the actual Olympian, he, he, he opted out. Then you have injuries to Deshaun and Jalen Rager uh, and Quez Watkins. So that's the rest of that four-by-100 team. They're out. Uh, hopefully Deshaun will be able to get back. He was at practice today. Uh, the identity of this team is the defensive line, which has been lights out uh, for the past two weeks. Uh, 33 quarterback hits over the past two weeks. The Eagles lead the NFL in sacks. I think people will be surprised by that. Uh, Pittsburgh is second, although they've played one last game, obviously. But uh, either way, it's pretty impressive. Uh, And ever since Derek Barnett started to get healthy uh, and Javon Hargrave started to get healthy, all of a sudden you can see the depths, and they can roll eight guys in there. And now Vinny Curry is getting close to coming back. Uh, they started his 21-day window to come off injured reserve today. Um, so they're, I, I mentioned this on the show, they're deep there, they're talented there. Yeah. That's the identity of their football team, and that's how they're going to have to win games. until this, or, or at least buy time for this offense to kind of figure some things out by just playing lights out like they've been doing the past two weeks. What's John Hightower about? How good can can uh, can he be? I, I don't think he's very good now. I mean, I don't want to disparage. He's a fifth-round pick. I mean, I, I don't know what people were expecting. Uh, I think that was a huge uh, play for him to pick up the fourth and four uh, on the rub route. Uh, and he did that with Travis Fulgham. So you think about that. Uh, those two players making a big play. So that's a positive. But if you're looking for consistent production from a fifth-round pick as a rookie, I, you got some issues. Uh, so the fact that John is playing so much is out of necessity. I mean, the Eagles want all Sean Jeffrey back. He's back at practice. He was out there again today. Uh, so Deshaun's getting closer. We've talked about Jalen Rager. That's probably not going to be until after the bye week. Um, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was back at practice. They need to get some of these guys back on the field, and they can't rely on John Hightower to play the most snaps at receiver. That's not a recipe for success. Now, that's not to say he can't develop into something down the line, but uh, – I mean, he's got a really difficult time getting all press covers. That's been his biggest issue, and that's typically the biggest issue for most rookie receivers in this league uh, because you've got great corners in the NFL, and you don't have that at the college level. So he's got to fight through that. He's got to get stronger. He's got to figure it out. But he's out there now because they need him out there because they have nobody else. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's absolutely out of necessity, but maybe – because he's out there out of necessity, he can turn into something not even legitimate, just something that Carson can rely on. You know, he can maybe make a couple big plays, move the chains, and just be well, I mean, you can argue that he – I mean, he converted the fourth down, as I said. Fulgham yeah. made the big catch for the touchdown. We've talked about Greg Ward a lot. Uh, I mean – you could argue these guys have been more productive than the guys they want back on the field. Now, <laughs> you know, that's not fair with Deshaun at all, Sean. I mean, they're proven players, but you got to be realistic at this point, I think, with Deshaun Jackson. 
he's 33 years old. He can't stay on the field. I, I mean, we're, we're, you know, 16 games into a season uh, back. He, he played one game, essentially. He tried to come back. Obviously, it didn't work. So, he, essentially, you got one game out of him. And, and now uh, we're moving into to week five, and you've gotten one and a half games out of him. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know how you can count on that guy at this point. And Alshon's a big unknown simply because of the injuries coming back from uh, and the fact he was never the fastest guy to begin with. So you think Liz Frank injury, and if he loses another half step, how effective is he going to be? So these are all unknowns, but it'd be nice to have somebody out there who knows how to run a route occasionally. That would help Carson Wentz. Easy, John. Don't ask for too much here now, okay? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. But, and, uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to have to go here in a minute, John. But it's like, I agree. With, it feels like we haven't seen Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson in, in years. Like, I, I don't even remember what it's like to watch those guys play, and Alshon especially. I mean, I, I don't know how close to himself he's going to be, even the most recent version of himself. I guess we'll find out in the next few weeks, hopefully. Yeah, and I think the goal was to get him back this week. So I think it's something to keep an eye on as we go through the week, if he can get up there. Because if you think about it, the Eagles didn't want to put him on the pup list to start the season because they thought he would be back before that. Well, pup list is six weeks. Uh, we're in week five. So they thought he was going to be back before week six. This is the last chance uh, to be back before week six. And we'll see if he can get out there. We'll see. And that's something that uh, John and I will absolutely get more into tomorrow and Friday as we continue to look ahead to the Eagles and Steelers, the PA state rivalry, Big Ben against Big Red, Carson Wentz. Uh, should be a good one, and John and I will have you covered. Follow John on Twitter at J.F. McMullen. Check out all of John's work at phillyvoice.com, Sports Illustrated at si.com. And extending the play every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. John, we'll do the same thing again tomorrow night, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ron. Yep. There he is, Johnny Mack. And it's he brings up, as he always does, just a lot of good points. Um, and <laughs> Alshon Jeffrey, it's like Deshaun Jackson especially, but it's just more of a frustrating type of aspect with Djax. Alshon, it's like, dude, I forget watching him play I feel like the last the last time you remember Alshon Jeffrey is the big drop in the 2018 playoffs against the Saints uh so he's just felt like he's been off the field now forever Djax cannot stay on the field um and Deshaun Jackson is competing for worst current Philly athlete contract he's up there right now with big Al Horford he's up there right now with Jake Arietta think you got to throw him in the mix if Deshaun Jackson can't have some consistent production at some point this NFL football season that is a joke of a contract and what a failure that is becoming ah just the Eagles talk man that's all it is frustrating one hour down two more to go live in the prop swap studios here on the fix 
I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein. Still to come, 